The title of uh, my message this evening is Possession Yourself to Hear God. So uh, that was a very uh, uh, relevant scripture, Deacon, and thank you for uh, just leading us in that time of beautiful worship. You and Martin, we appreciate you. Last Sunday, uh, we left the sanctuary. One of the several uh, things that Pastor said as he was closing his message, he said that there is a treasure in each one of us. There is a treasure in each one of us. And that was based on 2 Corinthians 4, 6 to 7. In the New Living Translation, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 to 7, this is what it says. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Have you been pondering about the message of Sunday? It was power-packed, power-packed. He spoke about how we have the Godhead in us, packed with the power. In us, there is a treasure. So that treasure is already deposited by God, but we need to do what it takes to access what is that treasure. You know, it's one thing for gold, for you to know there is a gold mine somewhere or there, uh, or there is a diamond mine somewhere, but as long as it's under, it's not helpful, isn't it? What does it take? It takes somebody to uh, invest in the equipment, and the human resources, and to send man into the tunnels, and dig and, and endanger their lives to bring out that precious metal. Then when it comes out, it's precious. And when you see it, it's glittering. But it needed somebody to go in and to draw it out. So where, uh, one of the, uh, of the ways that we are able to reach the treasure that is within us, and of course, there's several Sundays, Pastor has been speaking, uh, uh, preparing us, coming to the Pentecost, and I hope you still remember the message of the Pen Pentecost, talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and that that Holy Spirit is deposited within us. That's the treasure that we carry. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's in us. It's for us. It's for our use. It is for our benefit. It's not hidden in us because there was somewhere else that there was no other place that it could be put. It's put there for a divine purpose. And that purpose is that it may become a nebula for our lives to flourish with the fullness of the Godhead. So we are going to look at uh, uh, three ways that we can position ourselves to hear God. Because you can have, uh, let me even give the example of a diamond or a, go uh, or a golden uh, or a gold bracelet or something. You can have it in your home, but as long as you don't ever wear it or use it, it's 
it's there, but it doesn't add the value to your life because it's just hidden. Probably it will be uh, valuable to the next generation because you never got to use it. But it's important that we use the treasure that is within us. And that's why hearing God is so critical because the voice of God directs us and helps us to walk in the path that will unfold the treasure that is within us. So there are many ways, but um, uh, I'll, um, I'll just touch on three uh, ways that uh, we can position ourselves to hear God. The first uh, uh, one is, I will say that hearing requires expectation and eagerness. If you ask to hear God, you must have an expectation to hear. And you must be eager to hear the voice of God. If there is no expectation and there is no eagerness to hear the voice of God, you will be a lovely, wonderful Christian, but you are never reaching the treasure that is deposited in you. You are carrying the, 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 the vault, but it's under lock because you have to hear how to draw from that treasure that is within you. Psalms 27 in the NLT says, Verse 27, uh, Psalms 27, verse 7. In the New Living Translation, yeah? This, uh, this is what it says. I believe it's David saying, Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Can you see that conversation? It's a conversation of a person who is yearning to hear God. He has an eagerness to hear God, but he also has an expectation to hear God. That's why he's saying that he's positioning himself to hear God. So then I will say, that statement there where David is saying, I'm coming, it's a statement of expectancy and eagerness. It's an act of cooperation. He wants to hear. Therefore, he's positioning himself to hear. So he's cooperating in order to hear. Because without that expectation, you can be where God is speaking, but you're never hearing him. Because you're not expecting to hear him. He's speaking, but you're not tuned to what he's hearing. It's uh, 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 acting on an instruction demonstrates that you have been listening. One of the other things pastor has been speaking about is obeying. You remember him saying that God does not anoint disobedience. So what does he anoint? Obedience. So acting on an instruction, it demonstrates that you are listening. So one of the ways to develop hearing from God is through obeying the little things he says and the regular things he says. You know, sometimes we wait for the major thing while you have not been obeying the daily things, the small things that God is talking to us about in the word. 
So not only was David praying, but his heart was listening to hear God's voice, and he was eager to respond to God. That's what that scripture says. He says that my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me, and my heart responds. Your heart has to respond to what you hear God say. Your response is as critical as your hearing. If you don't respond, then how do we know that you had? What is response? It's the action of obedience. Okay? So whoever does not expect to hear, won't hear. That's how important expectation is. If you came here tonight, but you came because it's just Wednesday, but you didn't come expecting to hear, you will leave here having been present, but not hearing. But yet God is speaking. So whoever does not expect to hear won't hear. Because without expectation, you can listen and not hear. Present does not mean I'm hearing. You can be present and absent. Because the key thing to hear God is when you come before God in prayer or in your time of worship, not only are you uh, 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 offering your worship to God, but you have an expectation that there is a response that God is giving back to you. So what are you doing? You're developing your internal mechanism to sensitize it to the voice of God. So therefore, it can't be rushed. Hearing cannot, if you have to hear from God, your time of spending with God cannot be rushed. Because you can't dictate to him, I have three minutes, so I will worship you with one song, and I will pray a minute, so you better be responding by the time I'm leaving here. My minutes are three. <laughs> you, you will not hear if you come before God with that level of urgency, because you've already determined what you want, and yet he's the, the, the higher one. So that is number one. Number one, I said, is hearing requires expectation and eagerness. Number two, hearing takes attention. Hearing takes attention. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter two. We'll read verse one. I think it's still in the NLT, but I think it will still be the same. So Habakkuk two one says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Please don't bring complaints before the Lord. This was Habakkuk. You have to read the, the context of, 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 of that book to arrive at why he was talking about a complaint. So this is not a, 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 you know, a leeway for you to bring your complaints before God. That's not where we are at. I just wanted to use the example there of where, where he's talking about. I will climb up my watchtower and stand in my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says. Does it take waiting? It takes waiting. What's a guard post? A guard post is a place where soldiers protecting a place stand, watching for the enemy. I think if you've ever been to many embassies, maybe it's not visible, but they always 
they always have soldiers somewhere that are always on guard and they have all the equipment that are surrounding the location and they probably can see as far as you can see. You understand? It's a guard post. They stay in a high alert mode. People that are watching and waiting to hear God, they, have, they stay in an alert mode because they know God can speak any time and they are expecting God to speak any time. So they stay in an alert mode. What is the alert mode? It's an, a readiness of your spirit to be in a worshipful atmosphere. That's the alert mode. Okay? They stay in a combative mode with gun ready and loaded. What is that? They, they are ready to speak the word when it's required. <laughs> Their gun is loaded, not with the uh, uh, <laughs> with, 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 with bullets to, put, to, uh, uh, to shoot. It's the word of God to respond. Okay? Because they are not ignorant of the enemy's desire to attack. How does the enemy attack? He attacks by thoughts. Okay? Why does he attack the thought? Because he knows if he can attack your thoughts, he will distract you from hearing the voice of God. The highest contention of our lives is in our thought process. That's why the scripture will say, we are pulling down strongholds. Every high thing in our mind that exalts itself against the word of God. Because that's where the battlefield is. It's the guard post. It's to guard your mind from the lies and the suggestions of the enemy that are against the voice of God. He can, if he can fill your mind with, with negativity, he knows there's no way you will hear God. Because it will be very difficult to see between who is talking to me? Because you're carrying the worries, you're carrying the fears, you're carrying the negativity. So even when God comes to speak to you, you're already full of all these other things. So you stay ready to pull down strongholds and mindsets that will distract you from hearing the voice of God. People that want to hear God, they use their delegated power to secure their domain. Okay? You're in, you're, you're in a mode of attention. You use the power that is delegated to you by God to secure your domain. You don't just wish things to happen. You make things happen with your word. Genesis 1. When God looked down and saw the chaos that was in the world, the Bible says... What did he do? He spoke. He spoke. And as he spoke, the Holy Spirit executed what God was speaking. That's why we are power-packed. We are carrying the treasure. So as we speak the word of God in, uh, 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 in faith, then the Holy Spirit within us is backing us up with the power to create what we are saying. So that's the level of our attention. So we are hearing, we are, act, uh, 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 we are acting on it, and the Holy Spirit is empowering it, and it becomes effective. Okay? So we are. We are not just wishing things to happen. 
we, we can sit and wish things to happen and say, I believed. I believed God things will happen. But if we are not attentive to secure our domain using the weapons of our warfare, hearing the word of God, in, intentional about praying the word of God, and you cannot pray the word that you have not, you do not know or you have not read. So you see the, the interlink. The interlink is that I am alert. So I'm alert, therefore I must make sure I, I build my inner being with the word. Because when the attack comes, I will not have time to go and look for the weapon. The weapon is already loaded in me. My gun is ready. It's only waiting for if, in case he attacks. I'm not hoping he will, but I know the Bible says, like a roaring lion, he's moving to and fro. He's ever ready looking for who he may devour. But I keep saying I am not the one to be devoured. So I get myself ready so that in the event he comes, I have the weapons to shoot back. So I'm stating the word of God. So my prayer life has to be built up to recognize when I need to be on, uh, uh, on the mode of attack. You know, there are various levels, there are modes of prayer. There are prayers of worship, there are prayers of thanksgiving, there are prayers of supplication, there are prayers of warfare. You understand? So your gun is loaded with whichever is required at the point it is required because you are attentive to hear the voice of God and he will direct you, the Holy Spirit within you. He's the one, the Bible reminds us that we don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And that's why the infilling of the Holy Spirit that Pastor has been talking about is so critical because that Holy Spirit is the one who knows which weapon do we draw at what time. Then he equips you to pray with that weapon. Okay? So we use him. We are not just wishing things to happen. We make things happen. We, see, we saw in that scripture that Habakkuk positioned himself to hear God's response. He knew God speaks, but he did not just forever continue with his daily duties and busyness and saying God knows when he will speak. He, he's, he take, took attention to hear God speak because what he needed to hear God speak. And again, now that links us back to if you're expectant to hear God, then whatever it takes you to hear God, pursue it to hear God. That's what Habakkuk said. He made the effort to go and hear. And he chose a place of solitude. He was at, as, at, at a tower. It's a place of solitude. It, in, in the context that it, uh, uh, it's probably written, the watchtower, it can be a lonely place in the natural. It can be a lonely place. Because a watchtower is not a reception area. What do I mean? What happens in a reception area? Everybody who comes to the organization lands at the reception. It's a busy place. If you've ever worked in a reception area, especially in busy organizations, you will know. You, they don't rest. You, you, have you ever waited in a busy reception area and you wonder, when, did, when do these girls even rest? 
This one comes, you're attending to this one. This one comes, you're attending to this one. You're calling this one to come pick this one. This one is delivering letters. Probably they don't deliver letters anymore. But when I was working, there is the, the, this one is delivering letters. It has a delivery note. You, you need to sign the delivery book. This one is waiting for you to call the one they are seeing. It's a busy place. Busy place. So it's not, I'm just saying that, if you don't separate from the busyness of life, you are busy rightfully, but you may not hear God. So it will take an intentional separation so that you can, your antenna can be, you, what, what, what do I want to say? You can quieten the business of life so that your antenna is only picking the antenna of the heavenly realm. So that's what Habakkuk did. He said, I know I live in a house, but I'm looking, I want to go hear the voice of God, so I'm going to go to a solitude place. So I'm climbing a watchtower where nobody else is visiting. I'm telling you, if you look at those guys who watch the, the, the watchtower, they are not, those guys are not idling there. They are not just chewing gum there. They're not. They are not on their WhatsApp groups. So you have, to, you, you have to let your gadgets go if you want to hear the voice of God. Your gadgets are a, a distraction from hearing God, I'm telling you. You know, people wake up in the morning and the first thing they check is the gadget. What does that mean, seriously? What is that? <laughs> the first thing you're set, checking is your gadget. Pastor Kara, I remember her teaching one message. He said, you're not that important that your phone has to beep everywhere you go. You <laughs> okay? So really, if you want to hear the voice of God, there has to be an element of seclusion. A dedicated time is the, the way to honor God and say, this is how I hold you. I hold you so oh, I don't care who is dying. That doesn't mean you're not gracious. It just means that even if they're dying, you're not the doctor, but I can intercede for the person that is dying. You understand? Don't always be present everywhere, anytime, all the time. I told my sons once, once well, that time mobile phones had just come, or maybe a couple of years. I didn't get one when they came, so it must have been a, a couple of years. And I used to forget it all the time because I had a phone in the office. Honestly, it, it could stay under the pillow or whatever. If I changed a bag, I didn't know which one. I, I would leave, leave it in the last bag. And one of my sons one told me, yeah, Mom, what's the point of a mobile phone? You never carry your mobile phone. I said, why? Every time I call you, you're not available. I said, hey, I love you. I really love you. But I'm not 99, and I am not the fire, and I am really, I'm not. So I, I'm not mean. It's just that I was trying to say, please, don't condition me to a gadget that came out the other day. We lived without them, isn't it? So I, I'm saying that to say that it cannot be that important or I cannot be that important that I, I would use God's time for gadgets. Please, we have to require a solitude time where I meet with God and I am dedicating my time 
to hear God. That's what Habakkuk said, that I will climb up to my watchtower and stand my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says. For, you, for us to hear God, it requires to show him that whatever it takes to hear you, I will do. I will wait as long as I will have to wait. I like one uh, philosophy that pastor has. He said, if, if somebody is pushing you to make a decision, it's not, it's not correct. Because where is the hurry? He needs to hear God. And he says, let me seek God first. It doesn't matter how urgent the matter is or how serious the matter is. Pastor has taught me, and I've seen him do that. And he will say, let me pray over it. What is that? I, was, I will wait to hear what God, what does God want. Not what it looks like, because sometimes I go with him with a question and an answer. I'm the only one. You can act like you don't do that, and I know some of you women do that. You go, you are asking, but you already have an answer, so you only want that answer affirmed. <laughs> Pastor always says, let me, let me pray about it. Isn't that good? Because what happens? When the decision is made, he already has had God. So even if the decision is a difficult decision, God has already gone ahead and provided the answer. Why? Because he was consulted. So positioning your, yourself, paying attention so that you can hear God is very critical. So to hear God, we must take a position of separation from the world, I've already said, and that means we are separating from the world to the word and prayer. You can separate and then remain in a vacuum. <laughs> you know, you can say, I'm not doing these other things, but you remain in a vacuum. The, the, uh, the, uh, the purpose is to be in the word and in prayer. So number three is hearing God takes trust and response. If you're to hear God, you must develop your trust level on God and his word and your spiritual leader. Yeah, honestly, if you don't trust your spiritual leader, uh, let me not say what I wanted to say. But at least, uh, please trust God. Those, God, his word, and your spirit, they are critical. I tell people, where you go to church matters a lot. It does matter a lot. A lot. You ask me why, find out, when you go to heaven, find out some people. They are in heaven early. Just because of where they, they left, they went to church. It matters. So I'm, not, I, I'm saying that our trust level, because why? Because when you trust the word of God, you trust God and you trust the person that God has put in, uh, 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 to oversight your spiritual life. You know, you have sealed every loophole. I, I think I gave an example of that last uh, Sunday when we were in the prayer meetings and I said that watching the service online, all you online, I love you. I have nothing against you, okay? 
I have nothing. I, if I could, I would use the example that Miss Rita gave on Sunday. I, I loved, I said, this is not a marriage, a, a parenting seminar. After she had <laughs> said all she wanted to say. And I said, you've just shut me right there, girl, like you. Never mind. So all of you online, I love you, I love you, I love you. This is not uh, judgment to you. But I'm saying there has to be a connection of your faith, of, of you and your, and your spiritual leader. And I think we read, it should, it should be uh, 1 Thessalonians 3, I think, that talks, Paul was talking about that, that he desires or he was praying and believing God that I could come, that I, I can see your faces and strengthen your faith. He could have written letters and strengthened their faith. And he wrote a lot of letters. But there is a point of that one-on-one -on -one connection. So he was strengthening their faith. So I'm not judging nobody, but please don't always watch, an, watch us online. Come to prayer meetings, please. We would like to see your faith. You will be strengthened. Your faith will be strengthened in Jesus' name. And I'm moving on. So what I was saying, <laughs> what I'm say, I was saying is that your spiritual leader, why do I say that? Because I gave an example. Sometimes pastor will just, maybe it's translation, or he's praying, or even sometimes he just stood up to share the word of God. And I remember, especially one case, he said, you two ladies over there, he didn't even know their names, did not even know their names, spoke into their lives the purpose of God. Why? Because they were present. He could not have seen their face online. So we still love you, but come to church. Okay, that's not the case I was putting. I was just talking about uh, trusting your spirit. Thank God I've gone back to my point. Trusting the word of God. Trusting God. Trusting the voice of God. Because it will add value to your life. Yeah, it will add value to your life. So I say hearing takes trust and response. Let's go to Matthew 2. 13 to 15. Matthew 2, 13 to 15. <clears throat> this is what it says. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee from Egypt with the child and his mother. And the angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord has spoken through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. You all know the story. It's about, of course, how Herod wanted to kill the children because the wise men never went back to tell him whether they found the child. But what do we learn from here? That Joseph trusted what he had. Really, he trusted what he had and he obeyed it. And then he responded by obeying the instruction of the angel. And this is what I will say, that his obedience 
ended up preserving the life of our Savior. I mean, we don't even ever want to imagine if Joseph didn't obey and Herod killed the child. We don't, don't go there because we wouldn't exhaust it. There are all possibilities, but thank God Joseph trusted the voice of God and he obeyed. So even though God had a plan for our salvation, a man had to hear and cooperate with this instruction for the plan to succeed. God had a plan to save us. He's the one who spoke to Mary. And he's the one who planned how this whole deal will be. And yet, he depended on a man to hear him accurately and to respond correctly and to obey for this plan to ever uh, uh, bring fruition. So your hearing God is so critical. But responding is even more critical. Anyway, you can't pro, uh, respond to if you, can't, you haven't heard in the first place. So they both work in tandem. So you must hear, but then you must also respond. So without hearing, we can delay or even abort God's plan for our lives. I can't tell you the number of uh, destinies that have been aborted because people didn't hear. And if they heard, they couldn't care less and... Or they took it casually. They never bothered to nurture what they had or to pray over what they had. And destinies were aborted. Eh? Or, I mean, terrible things happen. Why? Because somebody did not hear God. So we must learn to trust the voice of the Spirit of God. Time will not allow me to say, but I'm telling you, at my age, I'm just about to turn 62, praise the Lord. But I can tell you I know the blunders I've done because I didn't listen to the voice of God. But thank God for redemption. If it wasn't for the masses of God, this woman would have been buried a long time ago. But thank God for the blood. But this is the thing. Now that I know that there is a way to escape the blunders, why would I still do the same thing? And say the grace of God, there is grace, there is grace, there is grace. I believe in grace, but grace is not a license for me to keep disobeying or keep being complacent about spending and doing whatever it takes to listen so that I know. I mean, thank God that I've been redeemed from the past, but thank God that there is a way to the future. And the way to the future is not skip here and jump here. And you understand? The way to the future, there is a line. I am carrying the, the treasure in me. And this treasure in me is to uh, 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 catapult me to the life of glory that God has ordained for me. So now that I know, I, I will do whatever it takes not to repeat those mistakes again. You understand? So let's go to Hebrews 2.1. I like the, I love this scripture. I love the Bible, but I particularly like this scripture. I always go back to this scripture because it kind of uh, keeps me on my toes. <laughs> this is uh, Amplified Classic, please. In the Amplified Classic, this is what it says. Since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them 
and slip away? Have we been hearing truths about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the benefits of the Holy Spirit, the power of, that the Holy Spirit carries, the treasures that go, are, are within us by the virtue of the Holy Spirit being deposited in us, then the scripture tells us that we ought to pay much close attention. So whatever it takes, then that's what we will do. So the key here is the truth from the word of God. So the word has to be very preeminent in our lives. If we ignore the word, we cannot hear his voice. Because how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and by the word of God. So we cannot ignore the word of God and hear the voice of God. Because the, word of God, the voice of God rides on the word of God. Isn't it? Yeah, without the word of God, the voice of God will be absent because other voices will be ta uh, taking their place. Because the voice is based on his word. So if there is no word, there is, there is no hearing. So one of the ways that we, we need to, uh, we can hear the voice of God, we, the only way, actually not one of the ways, the only way we will hear the voice of God is when we are immersed in the word of God. So the word of God is so priority to our uh, uh, schedule that whatever it takes, I will have to engage in it because I want to hear God daily. Daily. It's a daily walk. I have to hear God daily. Okay? So then I, I can say that lack of hearing results in loss of opportunities. Anybody want to lose your opportunities? I don't want. Well, I paid enough uh, prices to continue paying more. I don't want. So lack of hearing results in loss of opportunities. Why? Because they slip away. Carelessness, laziness, casualness, busyness. What is happening? Your opportunities are slipping away. And people are so busy making money, but actually what is happening is that their wealth is slipping away. Do you know nobody has the energy or the ability to make themselves wealthy? Nobody, you can become rich. Rich and wealthy, wealthy are different. Rich is labor, do whatever it takes, cheat whoever you want to cheat, uh, steal from whoever you want to steal, get rich. But wealth, biblical wealth, is only given by God. So we cannot leave the one who holds the, uh, uh, the baton and then say that we are running the race. That race, we can only run, uh, run it through his footsteps. So the word must be so priority in our lives. So the, responsibil the responsibility is on us to pay close attention in order to hear and receive the help to progress. So the more we hear, the further we progress and the faster we progress. I always remember Samuel, and we won't go there. But you remember Samuel, the small boy. He would hear the voice of God, and what impresses me is that he would, of course, he, the only voice he knew was the voice of prophet Eli, and he would go to Eli, and it is at night. So the boy was obedient, and he was attentive, because 
I mean, little children, they sleep, they sleep. They, that's it. Samuel was attentive. And because of his attentiveness, you see, God created a way for, for him for, uh, uh, to direct him to hear him. I don't know how to say it. To, he, he made a way to, to make it easy for him to hear the voice of God. But you see, it took him obeying to go to his prophet. I go back to what I was saying about you have to trust your, your, your spiritual leader. Because there are, the, he is ahead of you. So there are things he will tell you. Yes, you, I, I hear what you're saying, but this is actually what it is. You understand? Yeah, because what it does, it, 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 it propels you further to where you are heading. Because he has uh, uh, the wisdom and he has the experience and he is anointed. We never ignore the anointing that is upon our spiritual leader. Because we, now we are hearing God, we have it all. You understand? So it's, it, it calls for that trust. It will help you to hear the voice of God even more clear. I can't tell you the amount of time the pastor has helped me in a decision. And I, I was, I, of course, I was hearing God, but, you know, he, he helped me, he helped me to, to what should I say, to, to just align it correctly and, and, and direct it in the, in the right context. To contextualize it is the word I was looking for. So he helped me to contextualize what I was hearing so that the manifestation of it was easier and sweeter and more effortless. Okay? So we have, we have to, it's our responsibility to hear God. So why am I insisting so much on hearing God? Because hearing God is the only way our lives lies will be victorious. Let's go to John 10, 9. John 10, 9. In the Passion Translation, please. John 10, 9. I'll read verse 9 to 10. In the Passion Translation, this is what it says. I am the gateway to enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect. So you see what God is offering us. He's offering us a life in his fullness until it overflows. It's the immeasurable life is what God is offering us. So then the best way for the thief to steal is to ensure that you don't hear. Because once you hear, you know. Once you know, you know. And if you know, you know. You understand? Yeah. Once you know, nobody cannot come tell you. It's what, like what pastor says. If a woman is pregnant, the husband can try to argue from here to China and Hong Kong and back in South Africa, America and South Africa. You can go around. But she knows she's pregnant. It doesn't matter what you say. So once you know. Once you've heard the voice of God concerning a matter, you know what it, it does? It, it distances you from the thief. And in fact, the thief stands around because you already know. So that then it is easier for you now to progress because you've heard the voice of God. Hearing preserves your life, your goods, and your family. It's not just let me hear God. 
is for the purpose of preservation of life. If you keep hearing God, I'm telling you, you know, long life that we read in Psalms 91 is yours. Just effortlessly. Why? Because you're hearing and you're following. There is a root that God is asking us to follow. And in that root is the protection, preservation, continuity. Everything that he has aligned for you is in that life. That's why hearing him guards you. It's a guard. It's like a guardrail. Okay? So then I, I can confidently say that chaos is an outcome of spiritual deafness. If you've experienced chaos in your life, I've been there, so I'm not judging nobody. It's, it's, yeah, it is. It's an outcome of spiritual deafness because if you've been hearing, you will escape a lot of all this chaos. Uh, look at Psalms 27, 1 to 7. Sorry, Psalms 27, 1 to 5. Let's read it. Psalms 27, 1 to 5. Uh, okay, we can read it in that version. I'm not sure that is the one, but let's just read it. That, that it says, The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround and protect me. When evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones to turn back. So we are not running away from the enemy. Why? Because we've heard. And we know we are on the right trajectory. My heart will not be afraid even if an army rises to attack. I know that you are there for me. So I will not be shaken. It doesn't matter what the economy says. I will not be shaken. Why? Because I've heard the Lord say, I have you covered. I'm holding your hand. I will walk you through. The Bible says that even when you go through the deep waters, they will not carry you, isn't it? So be, why? Because you had. Here is the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house. Finding the sweet loveliness of his face filled with awe. Delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. Anybody else interested in that? It is a sweet statement of faith. It says that I don't want anything else. There's nothing that this world can offer me that can equate or even compare to a time spent in the presence of the Lord. No other day they say that a day spent in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand days out there. So I will do everything to find myself in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's move on. In a shelter... In the day of trouble, that's where you will find me. In his shelter. In his shelter. 
in the day of trouble, that's where you will find me. For he hides me there in his holiness. He has muggled me into a secret place where I'm kept safe and secure, out of reach from all my enemies. Triumphant now, I'll bring him my offerings of praise, singing and shouting with ecstatic joy. Yes, listen, and you can hear the fanfare of my shouts of praise to the Lord. God, hear my cry. Show me your grace. Show me your mercy. Send me. Send, send the help I need. That is the outcome of a, a life of a person that is eager, that is expectant, that is responsive, that is attentive to the voice of God. Why? Because there is completeness of everything that, that you will require. Uh, oh, our time is gone. Let's go to verse, uh, uh, Psalms 81 as we are coming to a close. Psalms 81 in the Passion Translation. Yes, Psalms 81. I read from uh, ooh, 13 to 16. 13 to 16 says, Oh, that my people would once and for all listen to me. What is God's desire? That his people would listen to him. So that means God is talking to us. And that's why he is saying, Oh, that, that my people would once and for all listen to me and walk faithfully in my footsteps. Following my ways, then and only then will I conquer your every foe and tell every one of them you must go. How will God conquer for us? When we listen to him. When we listen to him. It doesn't matter what you're facing. If you can listen to God, you will get the answer. Who will help you? God himself, he says, he will tell them, you must go. Those who hate my ways will cringe before me, and their punishment will be eternal. But I will feed you with my spiritual bread. You will feast and be satisfied with me, feeding on my revelation truth, like honey dripping from the cliffs of the high place. Isn't that great? It is God who gives us the victory. So how does it happen? We listen, we hear, we do, then we walk victorious against all odds. You cannot be a listener and a doer of the word of God and you are overcome. No. Challenges will come, but they will not overcome you. Because God himself is fighting for your battle. So revelation does not come except... By hearing, and what, how do we overcome? Because we got the revelation. Remember, we pray, and that we, we are going to pray with Ephesians uh, uh, 1, uh, 17 to 19 there. We are going to pray, just believing God for our spiritual understanding, the eyes of our spirits to be open. But what are we seeking? Revelation. Because revelation is the key to overcoming. The world is not nice. But it doesn't have to be nice for me to live in it. Jesus himself, when he was living, he said that you are in the world, but you are not of this world. And he prayed a prayer for us. He said, Father, preserve them because the world is not nice. 
but we belong to the one who, over, who has the power to overcome the world. Amen. So our last scripture is John 15, 26. So that we can pray. And uh, John 15, verse 26 says, and, okay, and all right, I'll read from there. But when the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, oh, sorry, yeah, okay. I see where it's in the AMPC. I was reading it in the TPT. It's okay. Uh, standby comes, whom I was sent to you from the Father. The Spirit of truth who comes proceeds from the Father. He himself will testify regarding me, but you also will testify and be my witnesses because you have been with me from the beginning. So, Pastor David spoke a lot about the Holy Spirit and the, the, uh, the, the, the impact that he is in us. <clears throat> so what we see here is that Jesus already did his part by sending the Holy Spirit with us. The Holy Spirit is doing his part in speaking to us about Jesus. But the question is, have we positioned ourselves to hear him? Have we? So 1 Corinthians 12, 7 talks about the gifts of the Spirit, profit us. So tonight I'd like us to pray just believing God that we are maximizing on the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are to profit us. They are not there that we may know them. Of course, we must know them, but they are supposed to profit us. That power that is embedded within our spirit is supposed to add so much value to our lives that we are not just your Kawaida people. We may live in this world, but we are not of this world. So we have a different lifestyle. We act differently. We respond differently. We live differently, isn't it? We give when others are taking. <laughs> Amen. So if you stand up, we are going to pray. Believe in God just to, be, to position us to, uh, and, and equip us with the gifts, uh, those gifts that will profit our lives and cause us to uh, become, uh, live lives that, uh, that the scripture talks about. Let me read. Uh, go to Ephesians 1, please. 17 of, yeah, 17. So let's read uh, 17. Let's go to the AMPC, please. Okay. This was Paul saying, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. That's what we are seeking, the deep and intimate knowledge of God. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, us who has been set apart, Go on. And so that you can know and understand what is the 
immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. So what are we believing God tonight? Revelation, the, uh, uh, the illumination of our minds, of our hearts, of our spirits, to the life of that immeasurable life. Go back to verse 19, please. The, the, this is what it says. Immeasurable and unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in us. The treasure is in us. And that treasure is carrying power. It's a dynamite. It's a world changer. It's a life changer. It's a health changer. It's a destiny changer. What is within us is power packed. And the Bible is saying that it's for us. It's for us. This, the, that's the revelation we are seeking tonight. So we are going to pray in tongues, just believing God for utterances and uh, believing to see, to hear that God will position us at a place where we are constantly hearing the voice of God. And as we are hearing the voice of God, we are constantly responding. If you've ever trained a, a child, you know, they start somewhere, but progressively, you see that they are, they are progressing. So even what you used to do for them, you stop doing it. Why? Because they are growing. And that's what I'm, I'm, I've been desiring for my own self, that God, if I can hear you at a level where I know and I know, and I know this is, who you, who you, this is the direction you're taking me. Because I know it will push me further and quicker and faster and make me more impactful in, in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ or in whichever area God has called you or, uh, 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 and me. So we want to believe God to hear. And we want to believe God for those gifts that are ours to be manifested in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's pray together. Father, tonight... We bring a single prayer before you, O Lord our God. Our hearts know we have no doubt that we are power-packed. We have no doubt that we are carriers of the treasure of the uh, power of God in the form of the Holy Spirit. We have no doubt that you have a good plan for each one of us. And we know also that you have a good plan for us cooperatively as the body of Victory Faith Church. So tonight, Lord, we approach your throne with confidence and with desire, O oh Lord God, and expectancy that as we seek you, our Father, you will be uh, uh, revealing to us your voice because you don't hide your voice. So we are separating our lives, O oh Lord our God, and we are positioning ourselves to be able to hear you, that we may be used in advancing the kingdom of God, even in this latter days, O oh God. So we are praying Ephesians 1 this evening, that you may illuminate our hearts, and that you may enlighten our hearts, O oh God, and that you may reveal the 
mysteries of your kingdom to our hearts that we may be positioned at a place where there is a knowing and an accuracy of knowing that we are in the divine plan of God. Holy Spirit, you are our aid. And so we are asking you to aid to pray in the prayer of the Holy Spirit tonight that we may pray accurately. Our utterances agree with the word of God. So tonight, Holy Spirit, take our tongues and use us to declare the will of God over ourselves and the members of this congregation. And those of us that are watching online, oh God, tonight, we are desiring an unlimited life, an, Im an, I an immeasurable life that surpasses everything that we've ever known, oh God. We are wanting to cross the threshold of the life of the glory that, Lord, we may be become even more effective to the kingdom of God. Oh Lord, we pray tonight by your Holy Spirit, help us and aid us in Jesus' name. Let's pray in tongues tonight. There's a place reserved for whoever desires and is eager to see the glory. That place is a place of a session. It's a place of a session. It requires investment of your time and of the word. It requires a separation. That place is holy. That place is holy. There's a place that is set aside. There's a place available for the glory of God to be revealed to the sons of God. There's a place that you can reach. There's an accession that you will have to make. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you tonight, oh Lord our God. We hold you in all. We hold you in reverence. We hold you, oh God, in preeminence. Our hearts venerate you as the highest God. We know no other God, Lord. We believe you. We believe in you. We believe you and we believe in you. We believe in your presence, oh God. We believe in your word. We believe you, oh Lord, our God, beyond all measure. So tonight, our Father, we want to hear you. We want to know you more. We want to know you more. We want to comprehend you deeper. We want to understand you more, God. We want to know you, oh Lord, at a higher level. So tonight, God, 
I and my brethren, O oh God, and this congregation of Victory Faith, O oh Lord our God, we come, we want to enter, we want to enter in the place of intimacy, we want to enter in the place of power, we want to walk in the immeasurable power, we want to walk in the demonstrations of signs and wonders, we want to experience the glory of the ages to come, we want to live the life of glory, we want to honor you, O oh God, with our lives. We are desiring, O oh God, and expecting that our lives will bring you glory, O oh God. Holy Spirit, would you teach us? Would you teach us? Would you teach us the ways of God? Would you teach us to separate our lives? Would you teach us to let go, oh God, of all destruction? Would you let us focus on heavenly realities? May your word be preeminent, oh God. May the desire of our lives be you. May the desires of our lives be to please you. May the desires of our lives be to honor you. May the desires of our lives, O oh Lord, be to commune with your holy presence, O oh God. Tonight, our Father, oh, we want to hear you. Oh God, so we position ourselves as your Holy Spirit leaders, oh God, each one of us individually, but also as a body, God, for the purposes of God. David prayed and said, that, oh Lord, show me your path and lead me, guide me into your truth, for you are the God of my salvation. I accept you, leaders, oh God. There are too many potholes, there are too many bumps, there are valleys and there are mountains, oh God. But when you lead us, you lead us like a shepherd. So we are asking tonight, oh God, that our hearts may make you the shepherd of our souls, that our hearts' desire will be you, that our hearts' desire will be your word, that our hearts' desire will be your presence. Moses and Joshua say that if your presence does not go with us, don't send us because they understood that the power of your presence is the energy for victory. We are looking for victorious lives, oh God. And the only way we can have the victorious life is where your presence dwells. And your presence dwells in holiness. So we are letting go of worldly desires. We are letting go of worldly distractions. We are letting go of everything that is unholy. We are rededicating our lives to your presence, oh God, because we want to ascend to that holy place. And the Bible says that to those who worship you, they worship you in spirit and in holiness, oh God. We want our worship times, oh Lord our God, to commune with you, to be marinated with your presence. For where your presence is, God, there is liberty. In your presence, we can't fear. In your presence, we can't carry anxiety. In your presence, our God, we have all we need. Because when we have you, we have everything. God, we don't just want to know your goodness, but we want to know your ways, oh God. Matthew 6.33 says that we seek your ways of being, doing and being right. 
That's what we desire, God, as a body. That as we progress in the end of the times, God, that we shall be found amongst those that will enter into the uh, the, 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 the conga line of heaven, where this, when they sing, that the, when the saints are walking in, that we will be walking in. But before we walk in with the saints, oh God, that we may become effective, that we may become productive on earth, that we may become effective in our families, that we may may become representatives of your kingdom, that we may be carriers of your glory, that we may be carriers of your gospel, that we may represent your kingdom at the highest and the best. We are seeking the highest and the best of your presence, oh God. We are seeking the highest and the best of your way, so we can only find it in your presence, oh Lord. So Father, tonight may your presence indwell us, oh God. May we hear your voice. May your voice be evident to us, O God. May we know it without a shadow of doubt. May we know, as as, as Isaiah says, that you will know his voice when he says, this is the way, walk in it. God, we want to walk in your ways. So tonight, our Father, we thank you for the empowering and the equipment and the enablement that your Holy Spirit within us will do in our lives and even in this ministry. Father, we thank you for our pastors, Pastor Carla, Pastor Davis and his wife and the leadership team, oh God. We thank you for the way they lead us, God. Oh Father, we know that there is, the Bible says that we know in part. So there is more that we are yet to know, God. So as we pray for them tonight, oh God, we are praying that higher hearing and higher discernment and, high, and higher uh, wisdom, oh God, and greater anointing, oh God. A double portion of your anointing upon them will mean more profit to the body, oh God, because the gifts of the spirit, they are for the profit of, of, of all. So we declare this body is profiting from the immeasurable, surpassing greatness of your power, working in our pastors, oh Lord our God and releasing the anointing on the body and strengthening the faith of this congregation and causing us all, oh Lord our God, to be joints that are supplying each one of us in the areas of our gifting. We are supplying to the work of God according to the ways of God. So tonight, our Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for encouraging us and reminding us, oh God, that there is more that you have for us. We want to have it. We desire it, oh God. We are eager for it. We pay attention to your voice. And as we hear you, our Father, we commit to respond to you in the way that you expect us to do it. So we thank you tonight and we give you the glory. In Jesus' wonderful name.